This is the Vanished Insight. My name's Wayne. Thanks for listening, everyone. And today I'm going to be continuing our series, The Face of the League. And what this series is really doing is trying to bring the people, the administrators behind D&DAL into the forefront, into the light. Unfortunately, some of them are vampires, then that's going to hurt them. But for everybody else's sake, uh, we're going to do that. And today I have someone that I, I believe that people may not have heard too much about or may not know very well. So actually, I'm really, really privileged uh, to be talking to this person. So without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Bill Bam. Bill, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me, Wayne. I appreciate it. And um, Bill, we're going to start off with just kind of the same series of questions, get a chance to get to know you a little bit better. And uh, hopefully everybody out there will have a chance to to really see Bill in the light. Um, I don't think he's one of the vampires. I'm I'm not one of the vampires, but uh, I know a couple who are, and we don't hold it against them. So, <laughs> excellent, excellent. So let's start off, Bill. How did you get into D and D? How did you start playing playing uh, playing RPGs and, and playing D and D? All right, so that that's actually an excellent question. I uh, I got interested in D and D. It would have been around 1981 or 1982 when I was I think I was about six or seven, and I was at a bookstore in the mall where we lived in Colorado and I saw the the AD&D monster manual and I picked it up and I was abs- like I was absolutely captivated by the monster manual. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world and then it was like a few weeks after that these kids that lived uh, brothers that lived across the the street from me played D&D. So I actually started playing in in 1982 my first character was a thief and I've been interested in uh, in RPGs ever since. I didn't really play uh, Second Edition, but I did really enjoy Rifts and Vampire at the time. And then I got back into D anD D in three point five, and I've been playing ever since. Listeners of the show know that uh, both Alex and I love Rifts, um, so definitely have some. We may have some side topics later on for, for Bill. Sounds good. <laughs> but moving on from that, how do you go from you know? 8182 playing D&D to becoming administrator. That is also a fantastic question. So, um it would have been about two th- early 2004, one of the other administrators actually, Travis Woodall. Uh Travis and I have known each other for now uh 23 years. Uh we met uh, at Fort Hood, Texas. We were both in the army and um we through fate we kept getting ending up in the same locations, and uh, I had just moved from Germany to Fort Lewis, been deployed, had come back. Travis and his wife had moved from Holland to Fort Lewis, and I, right after I got back from my deployment, he was like, "Hey, you should you, know, you should come play D and D." And it was a three five Dragonlance home game that I played in, and then he said, "Hey, there's this thing called Living Greyhawk. Uh, I don't know if you've ever tried it, but..." You know, we meet at this game store and we play D and D. So I started playing D and D and organized play in Tacoma, Washington, with Living Greyhawk. And after two years of that, I ended up becoming an admin for our region, the Duchy of Ernst and Living Greyhawk, just because you know I enjoyed it. I liked working on the storyline. I started DMing quite a bit. Uh, I helped with writing some adventures. I just kind of put myself out there, so to speak. Uh, I got to know folks that 
you know, the, the, the current campaign staff, I met them at conventions and game days and uh, hit it off with them and yeah, started helping him. Then I became one of them. Then I was a campaign administrator in fourth edition for the East Rift during Living Forgotten Realms. So when uh, fifth edition kicked off and we, we were going to create the D&D Adventures League, the uh, uh, gentleman at Wizards of the Coast who was or- running organized play at the time, Chris Tulock, uh, I'd known Chris for a number of years through conventions and, and gaming with him and stuff. And he knew my background in organization and management in the military. And he said, hey, how would you like to be a... Would you like to be a campaign admin for D&D Adventures League and put in my gaming resume, as it were, and now we're talking. Well, that, that sounds like a pretty good history. And definitely uh, something that we've heard a lot from, from admins, just like, you know, just being part of the campaigns, being part of organized play, getting to know people, just being involved. So, Bill, let's break this down. What specifically is your role as an AL admin? All right. So I'm the resource administrator. What that means is, uh, for instance, I just finished yesterday locking down all of the designers for the next season after Yawning Portal, season seven, which I unfortunately can't tell you yet what it's all about. But I've got like 18, rounded up like 18 different designers, and I get them I work with Travis and the other admins to help put together concepts. I get the concepts out, provide the designers with their timelines for when drafts and so forth are due, provide them with their templates and guides and answer questions and so forth and just make sure that the uh, the adventures get from a concept to premiering at a convention. I also handle the convention support so if you want uh, say books for your DMs, it's your show. I'm the person you would talk to for that. If you want to premiere an adventure, I'm the person that's going to get you that. I distribute all the epic adventures that go out to game days and stores and conventions. Uh, so, so most of my stuff is is uh, most of my role is is making sure that the adventures get completed. Oh, I also work with convention created content. So all the convention created content that you see all comes through me. I'm the person that looks at all the different concepts, says yes or no, or reviews them with wizards if, if need be, and then uh, make sure they're good to go before they fly out the door for play. So that's me. So it sounds like your role is just, just like really small, then, right? Yes. it's. Uh, I, I do not spend four to five hours a day working on D&D stuff in addition to work and family and all that other stuff. <laughs> that's 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 pretty cool. Um, for once, I actually know what's coming up next season. So no more speculating for me. Sorry, uh, you may not ask me. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. So as well as your role as an admin, what do you feel is your one of your roles as a representative of just of D and D and and D and D AL in general? Um. So that's actually one of my favorite things is. Traveling, I mostly visit stores around here in the Pacific Northwest. I live in Seattle. So visiting stores around here and going to conventions and just answering people's questions. And I really like giving away stuff. Like I like to get trinkets and goodies and books and stuff and find people and, and give them stuff to, to, to show that – you know, organized play is there's a, there's a kind of a misapprehension that that organized play is not as I don't want to use the word cool, but it's that it's not as uh, it's not as good as uh, as a home game. When in fact, 
however this reflects on me, the vast majority of my friends, my good friends, I met because I went to play Living Greyhawk. And we discovered like, oh, well, you enjoy D&D and you're also a cool person who likes similar movies like that I do. It's just a, it's a great way to, to meet people. And uh, that's that's how I like to try and, and represent it to the public at large, that it's not like the, the biggest misconception that I get is people think, oh, you go out to a you go out to a place and you play D&D. It's a bunch of weirdos or whatever. Uh, no, it's just normal doctors, lawyers, a lot of people that work in tech who get together and instead of playing poker or watching football, we kill dragons and stuff in our, in our minds. And it's, it's fun. Some of the best people I've met, I've met that way. That's what I try to kind of rep, I guess, when I, when I go out, when I talk to people. That's pretty awesome. So I guess moving from there and you've kind of almost answered that question, this next question, but what do you feel is your most important responsibility being an admin? Well, representing, D and D. Well, I mean, it's uh, one of the one of the great things about like be, being a part of this is I feel like I'm a part of something that was already kind of it was already established. It was already awesome when I was a little kid. Like it's something that's been around since I mean D and D started. I think the year I was born. That's really when the original like white books you know came out. And the most important thing for me is 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 trying to represent that well in making sure that we've got like when we put adventures out someone is choosing to invest their their time and their money like they're they're spending that that opportunity cost they have a finite amount of time and they're choosing to spend it on something that we're putting out there in the world and I want to make sure is it always perfect no but do I want to make sure that it's that it's fun and that when people walk away from the table they're like you know what I am glad that I spent two or four or however many hours doing that that was a productive use of my time and now I have a fun story that I can tell and it was worthwhile I think that's that would definitely be the most important responsibility for me so moving on from there and I guess getting into the harder questions what do you think is the hardest thing about being an admin? I think for me, a lot of it is is second guessing whether it's uh, myself uh, about you know when when creating a story or a concept or in my case, like I wrote the there's an, the epic that's premiering in the beginning of April. I wrote and I have a tremendously hard time with that because I I never feel like it's quite good enough. Like I I want it to measure up to what people want i want people to not like it i just want them to have fun with it uh and 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 feeling like i'm i'm meeting those expectations whether it's getting adventures out on time or making sure that they're up to the quality that people expect and that they deserve is uh it's a it's a challenge absolutely definitely i guess moving on from that and getting to the, a little more fun stuff what do you think is the best or the most fun thing about being an admin the thing i enjoy the most now is going to shows and running my uh, administrator adventure. I th- I had an absolute blast at Winter Fantasy. I ran it four or five, five, six, I don't know. I ran it a bunch of times so I was at Winter Fantasy. It all kind of ran together. But what I can tell you is that every single time I ran that adventure, it ran differently for every party. And I love that because it's it's that's the thing that for me makes RPGs – uh, tabletop RPGs so amazing is like Mass Effect just came out 
was it yesterday, day before, whatever. And it is, you know, it's gotten some mixed reviews, but bottom line, that's a huge complex endeavor, but it still cannot compare to the level of, of, of flexibility and creativity that a group of friends sitting around a table can come up with. It shows up every, every time I go out to a show or uh, Wednesday nights, I run a game for some folks in West Seattle and uh, with three of the players are under the age of 12 and seeing the stuff that they, those kids come up with during the game. It's fantastic. So that would definitely be the best part about being an admin is being able to, to have fun with folks and then try to incorporate that into helping more people have more fun. Very nice. Very cool. Especially about the, um, getting to run your DDAO. What is it that you're the most thankful about for being an admin? All the people I've been able to meet and that I, I would not have met otherwise. And every time that someone approaches me at a show or um, on Facebook or via email or after like, you know, after uh, uh, here recently, there's been a, a several stores that have been running epic adventures for the first time. And when those folks respond back, like, oh man, like that's the most players we've ever had in the store and folks had a lot of fun. And, you know, thank you so much. Like when people say thank you because this group of people had a, a fun evening because of something that I was able to participate in, I think that's fantastic. So let's move away from, from being an admin and... Tell everybody about when they're meeting you for the first time, shaking your hand and and speaking with you. What should people know about you? Well, I was in the Army for 20 years before I retired in, uh, in 2013. And uh, I worked for a, a network of nonprofit opiate addiction treatment centers. So uh, I've worked in – I've been in the military and in healthcare for my entire adult life. So um, outside of, of D&D, that's really my passion is specifically working with disadvantaged populations and working in uh, addiction treatment because it's uh, something that I find a tremendous amount of value in uh, personally because I enjoy watching folks recover and grow. I, I derive an, an immense sense of satisfaction from that. And uh, so as such, that, that's, that very much colors how I, uh, how I view the world through the, the lens of medicine. I always like in WoW, I like to play uh, – like a healer, uh, I play a lot of support classes. Play I almost exclusively play a cleric when I play D and D. So I guess that would. And I really enjoy pugs, uh, pugs and French bulldogs. Uh, any dog with a smashed face, uh, I have no idea why, but uh, they touch my soul. Uh, I, I own a pug and a French bulldog, both, and they're kind of smelly, farty dogs, but uh, they're intensely lovable. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I enjoy them very much. Listeners, next time you meet Bill, you're going to be sticking a pug in his face. Yes. Either end. Either end, I think, is, I guess, is okay. Pug butts are fine. Yep. <laughs> We've talked a little bit about it, but outside of D&D, &D, um, what do you do to relax? What's your decompression thing at the end of the day? My decompression, I enjoy movies a, a lot, uh, whether it's going to the theater watching the cinema or um, you know, watching them at Netflix or whatever at home. I, I enjoy film. I enjoy cooking and just food in general. I've gained a bit of weight since I retired because I don't have regular PT anymore, but I still love food as much as I did back then. So uh, food, movies, and 
games of all stripes, really, in reading. So I'm not a, a super high active. That I left that behind when I left the army. So my pursuits now are fairly intellectual and sedentary. Uh, that's that's pretty much how I relax. So we do know that you play D and D, obviously. Yep. We know that you play riffs, which. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say that Savage Riffs was really, really nice for, for us to, to find. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what other games are you playing? Just Maybe just give a, a quick summary just so people know, like, be like, oh, that's, that's what he's, he's up to. So <laughs> I, I back way too many Kickstarters. I would say the game that I play, role-playing game that I play most often outside of D&D is Shadow of the Demon Lord by uh, Rob Schwalb, who was one of the folks that was influential in creating the 5th edition of D&D, but is also a uh, he's a, a personal friend of mine, and I his Kickstarter is probably the best that I've ever backed in terms of all the content that I've gotten out of it. But for those of you listeners who've never heard of Shadow of the Demon Lord, it is if you took like D&D and Warhammer Fantasy and like a Slayer album, and then you just mash those things together... The rule set is fairly light. It's it's extremely vivid and visceral and deadly, and it's a it's a lot of fun. It's got Schwab written all over it. I really enjoy Shadow of the Demon Lord, another Kickstarter that I'm really happy I backed. Besides Savage Rifts, <laughs> it's a game called Pugmire, and it is if you took D and D, it's basically the fifth edition rule set, except it is anthropomorphic dogs of all breeds, and also they have an expansion for cats. So uh, it's a fascinating game. It's actually uh, it's a lot of fun. And last but not least, uh, there was a recent Kickstarter by Rodney Thompson for a game called Dust City Outlaws, which I've been playtesting. And it is more of a – it's like basically the – it's uh, you do it as kind of one-shots. It's not really campaign-oriented, but it's basically like heist capers in kind of this steampunk fantasy – city it's a lot of fun especially with folks that uh that that really like to get into character and you know do voices and act stuff out a lot it it's it's not larping uh but it's uh it, there is a there's a bit of acting to it sometimes and it's a it's a hoot i really i, I tried that at winter fantasy i really enjoyed it very nice so you mentioned your a little bit about your passion earlier and it kind of flows into this question is are there any causes or an organization that you support um, that people should be aware of? Something that you spend, I guess, spend time or, or you know, give money to? That's an excellent question. So organizations that I personally support, I'm a, a member of and a supporter of the uh, an organization called the Military Religious Freedom Foundation, which is just about protecting the religious freedoms of, of service members. I support Planned Parenthood. Uh, I also uh, am a, an ambassador for and supporter of member of the National Council on Behavioral Health, and I support the here in Seattle, Washington, the King County uh, Opiate Addiction Task Force. So the, the big part of my, in terms of financial, emotional, mental support, goes towards opiate addiction treatment and specifically uh, medication-assisted treatment, harm reduction uh, treatment, is really my uh, my career and my passion. I always felt that that's a really important thing for people to know because, you know, we don't talk a lot about it. We don't, you know, we try to keep um, some of that things 
you know, away from the public, but I really think okay. that, you know, if it's something that you're passionate about and people should get to know you, I think that's something that uh, people should, should know that you're doing. I agree. Thank you. Very final thing is basically a little bit of an open floor for you is, do you have any comments, anything you want to say uh, to the audience of Advantage to Insight or the players and the general audience of uh, AL? First and foremost, for your listeners that play in the Adventures League, thank you. There's a lot of, of, of hard work that goes into creating the Adventures League content. And it's the most gratifying thing I know for all of us is to know that people are, are not only playing it, but having fun. Feel free to, if you have any feedback about how convention support is going or questions about convention creating content or how to become a designer for the Adventures League, please it's resource at dndadventuresleague.org is, is the quickest and easiest way to get a hold of me now that I've been able to – it's this weird email address. Anyway, but I was able to route it to my personal email address. So now I get all the messages. But email that if you have questions. I will tell folks that I use – especially for Season 7, I used uh, the DMs Guild extensively to find people – to write for us. So I would I would I would work with Matt McElroy from One Bookshelf and just kind of my own rooting around and finding contests like, oh wow, that is somebody put something really cool on there. Well I'm gonna email that person and ask if they want to write for the Adventures League. You know, look at folks who have like a decent number of sales and most importantly I, I go through and I read the comments on what people say about the different products that are on there. And so if you download something from a from an author and you like it you know say something about it and if you're thinking about like oh i don't know yeah i said the same thing like back in 2004 oh, i don't know if i can dm that's mostly what i do now and i love it uh, i don't know if i can write an adventure gosh and i've written several so it's just say go for it if you want any advice resource at dndadventuresleague.org. Drop me an email and I will happily talk with folks who want, who are interested in and want to start contributing, you know, their their passion, their you know, their ideas to the kind of gestalt that we've got going on through DM Skill. I think DM Skill is fantastic as an outlet, a creative outlet. So I encourage folks to you know take advantage of it. Well, that sounds excellent. And I know Bill and I, you, we've talked a little bit because we have some stuff uh, in the works for a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's basically it. Bill, I want to thank you just for coming on the show. I, I know that we, um, I actually haven't spoken to you live before, so it's really been a treat for me to just get to know you a little bit as well. It's been good talking to you too, Wayne. Yeah. So, Bill, if people want to reach out to you, I know you've mentioned the email address, but uh, any other places that people can uh, talk to you, chat with you, um, pick your brain? The next best place to get a hold of me is Facebook. I'm Bill Benham on Facebook. My icon, like if you're looking for me and there's multiple Bill Benhams, if you see one with something ridiculous or bug-related, it's probably me. Uh, <laughs> as the, uh, I'm, I'm serious. Uh, as, the, uh, as kind of the picture there, uh, I can also, if you're on Steam... Uh, my Steam handle is uh, RudePug, R-U-D-E-P-U-G, RudePug. Uh, I'm also RudePug on um, Battle.net. Pretty much my handle on everything is RudePug. So if you look for something RudePug related, you're going to find me on there. So that's I, I have a Twitter that I don't really use, 
last but not least, I did want to give a plug to um, if any of our listeners, if you're interested in Eberron, A, something I should have mentioned earlier, I'm a huge fan of Eberron. I've had a chance to meet Keith Baker, fantastic, creative. He's a great guy. There's a, a, a guy, Rudy Rutenberg, and a gal named Satine Phoenix who do a, um, a like a live cast on Twitch for a thing called Maze Arcana, which is kind of – it's a think-like critical role with uh, Matt Mercer except set – in Eberron, I've had a chance to do some story consulting with them and uh, even participate in a couple of their live casts, and it's a ton of fun, and it's Eberron, and I, I dig Eberron. Um, it's right up there with Rifts for me. Super thankful for Savage Rifts, by the way. You know what? I would do a whole show just talking with you about Rifts. We could totally get 30 minutes out of out of Palladium. We could totally do that. I'm, I'm down for it whenever you are. Absolutely. Uh, I, I believe Alex and I are going to have a show in the future where we're going to talk about something non-D&D and it'll probably be riffs. Um, and as for uh, Eberron, I guess listeners of the show may know that that I actually am on a new podcast uh, for Eberron with Christian Serrano, um, Scott uh, Disenvowel, and uh, uh, you mentioned that guy, Keith Baker. Uh, a couple people may oh, know him guy? as well. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> So funny story, and I've, you've, you've took me there, and I have to say it. So I was at uh, Emerald City Comic Con uh, here in Seattle. It was the first weekend in March, and we had an Eberron panel at Emerald City Comic Con where originally Keith it was going to be uh, Keith Baker, James Wyatt, Chris Perkins, Rudy Rutenberg, and Satine Phoenix were going to be the panel with yours truly moderating. Keith ended up not being able to make it, but I had Jeremy Crawford – Chris Perkins, Rudy, and Satine, and Perkins showed up. So uh, Jeremy worked on kind of the tail end, uh, the Sharn book. He worked on the last book uh, in third edition Eberron. Perkins was there for the creation of Eberron. He actually brought to the panel, it was the the actual, like the, the very final submission that Keith Baker had provided Wizards of the Coast when he was a finalist for the, you know, Give us our new adventure setting, and it had a totally different name. And there was just there was all these cool things that were different about Eberron from his original concept that he gave to Wizards that kind of morphed into the Eberron we have now. And uh, uh, Perkins was reading stuff out of it. Absolutely fantastic. So sorry, I nerded out about Eberron for a second because uh, I think it's awesome. No worries, no worries. I think uh, one of the things that um we'd really love as the Eberron community uh, would be for Wizards to release it for DM's Guild, which would be very, very fun and very, very awesome. I agree. Fingers crossed and uh, we're waiting. I-, I believe Keith is waiting for that as well. So, Yes. And you know what? I bother. Uh, I do Monday nights. I do a game with uh, Mike Merles and Chris Lindsay and some other folks. And I bother Mike all the time about... Like, so Mike, uh, what are we thinking that Eberron might be able to build? Please shut up, because we know that you dig Eberron, and carry on. So, anyway, I'm right there with you, man. I'll be your key supporter in that endeavor. Excellent. Sounds great. Well, just a quick reminder. Advantaged Insight is a misdirected mark production, the media arm of Encoded Designs. I'd like to thank Bill for coming on the show. Definitely a lot of fun. Bill, we've got to have you back on the show. Whether to talk about Eberron or talk about Savage Rifts or just in general, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I would enjoy it. Yeah. 
but unfortunately, we're going to sign off now. So everybody out there, thanks for listening, and I hope you turn in again. Talk to you later.